Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast. For the time trial award show for the Mounds Peloton, we will have a full women's award show dropping on Thursday. Follow us at Lantern Rouge CP for updates on that, and I think we might have some polls going out as well. Before we get into it, as you know, the show is supported by Lacole. Speaking of time trials, I know, is the hour record a time trial? I guess of sorts. Joss Loudon wearing the Lacole McLaren Project Aero skin suit broke the women's hour record about a month ago. I think just, yeah, just overall, just under a month ago in Switzerland. Uh, so big shout out to Lacole, to Joss Loudon. And if you want to check out any of their kit, it's www.lacole.cc down below first question benji which is actually the trickiest one we've had yet i think where we might maybe we'll disagree i hope we disagree who was the most successful time trial rider in 2021 mine is philippe organa okay mine as well oh so for um fuck's sake. i don't think we're disagreeing <laughs> on this one perhaps the other questions might be a more of a disagreeing area yeah. for us but when it comes to most successful i'm looking at the season that he has and he started off obviously with besage but who the f cares about besage i actually like besage okay benoit cosnefra i think won a stage there once maybe even gc yeah, okay. We should put up a Benoit Cosnefroth poster behind you in the future. <laughs> We've got UAE Tour victory. That one is, yeah, a shorter time trial, 13 kilometers. You're actually somewhat disappointed in the Tirena one, getting third in that San Benedetto del Tronto that he destroyed last year was unexpected. And perhaps it is because of the hardest stage we had before. We had Castel Fidardo that was so influential on that race. And in all honesty, not really an easy race, was it? And then looking at the rest of the season, Romandy was really disappointing. But then we realized at the, at the first day of the Giro <laughs> that nobody cared about right. Romandy and Gano's surroundings he because uh, he was sandbagging, apparently, because yeah. uh, he destroyed the TTs in, uh, in the Giro quite well. Disappointing at Italian championships, not going to lie. Fourth there. But once again, it's before a more important goal, Olympics. And the Olympics was not written on his, uh, on his type of parkour, right? Well, yeah, his, his goal at the Olympics, to clarify, being the track, not the not yeah. the road time trial, because he got they got gold in the track, didn't they? In the four K pursuit, they beat Denmark with their uh, with their special stickers on their knees. Oh, was it? yeah, the the um the, the tape on the front of the shins. Yeah, that that controversy. But yeah, they Ghana's big target was was the track, and then the road, the uh, 700 meters climbing so much. He came fifth there, still a good result for a guy that big. And then to continue on from that, Benji mentioned Romandy and then Giro. I was like, fool me once, Filippo, but you will not fool me twice. <laughs> this European champ, it's, it's the result, the prediction I'm most happy about this year, actually, is Ghana at World Champs, where I didn't let Europeans trick me. And... It only came, it came out afterwards, the articles from his coaches, etc. They seem to do a really tight taper for Ghana where he has a shortish window where they target his peak. And 
he's doing hard training right up to the Euros, apparently. And at the Euro cha- European champs, he's just not on it. And I think Romandy was saying similar. And then obviously, stage one zero, world champs absolutely flying. So his results, Benji, because uh, we've got to compare it, I guess, to the other closest ones. His results, world champs, gold. On a longish course, longer than Imola, two Grand Tour stages, Giro, both the start and final stage, UAE Tour against, who did he beat? Bissiger. That was when Bissiger broke out. Beat him by 14 seconds. The Giro, I just want to see he beat Cavagnar. Sobrado. Affini. Uh, so the, the real contender, I think, the second is Primoz Roglic, Olympic gold. Another World Tour stage win in Basque, Canaha, the UAE, and then two Vuelta stage wins ahead of Aaron Baru by, I think, like six seconds, broke Benji's heart in the prologue length one, and then he beat Magnus Court by 14 seconds. So they both have a big gold medal at World Champs and Olympics, both have two Grand Tour stages, both have an additional World Tour stage. Why have you gone with Ghana? I've chosen Gena because he won the goals that are most important for him in the season. World Championships, and next to that, the two time trials in the Grand Tour that he wrote. As simple as that. He won the most important races in a season. He has the Olympics. He aimed for the track mostly. His time trial there was honestly not even disappointing. I was expecting him to do worse there. But then again, that's not too influential on his most successful rating here in my eyes. But Hey, those are the decisions I made. World Championships plus Giro is straight up smashing your goals. I agree. And I have World Champs just a bit above uh, the Olympics as well. And particularly, I think that Giro Maglia Rosa as an Italian is pretty big to have that on stage too. Yep. So yeah, Ghana we have most successful. Uh, I think well, let's go straight to best time trial performance of the year where I'm going to push Roglic up. I got Olympics. I think Roglic Olympics TT is maybe the craziest performance in all of cycling this year to put a minute into Dumoulin and a minute four into Kungana Dennis on that course over 44Ks. Outrageous time trial from Roglic. Just (laughs) annihilated it. I, I think it's the best time trial performance this year. I think so as well. Uh, I've got two that I um, have written down here. I've got number one as well, that Roglic uh, Olympics time trial. The parkour does fit him, certainly. We noticed that beforehand. We noticed that afterwards. But he dominated that time trial by like a long shot. Nobody even came close. And it was pretty clear that he was going to win that time trial by a, by a while. And he even couldn't stop at the end. He was keeping up riding at the finish line. So <laughs> yeah. who knows? He, he might have done even more of a performance if he did another lap. But uh, I've got a second spot as well. And this is because I don't think I can highlight this rider in the other questions we have written down. And that's Pogacar here because Pogacar's stage in the Tour de France. It's overrated. I believe that it's always that one bloody stage in the Tour de France that he has a wonderful time trial. And I find that significantly better than the rest of his time trials throughout the year. And as a consequence, that is a much better off performance compared to the rest of his year. And that's why I've got it in second here. Roglic with with our third degree burns beats that TT by Pogaccia. Um Wapanart undercooked. I think that TT stands out a little bit. Yes, he was like Pogaccia on full TDF mode TT, but I I think it without Roglic being competitive there and Thomas having crashed and I somewhat agree. 
I think it, it's it's not outrageous, outrageous. My yeah. one of my best over performances TT wise is Avonapol World Champs. All on Slovenian champs. Oh yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I think Pog Pog and Pog do Rog even go? I don't think he did. No. Avonapol third at World Champs, forty three k, absolutely pancake flat. Forty four seconds behind Ghana, thirty eight seconds behind Walfenart at like a fifteen kilo plus weight. Uh, discrepancy. It's just an, a really impressive performance for someone that light to get the setup to be that aero to be able to you know get a medal at World Champs on that course. It's just it's just outrageous. And uh, did he do the Olympics TT? Yeah, he did, but he wasn't uh, doing that great here. I mean, if he did the watts there, he would have been probably in the medals. But that's my our most successful ones. Next one, we're going to go for the controversial one. Oh, oh, question. Who Ooh. are the top five time trial riders in the world? And this is with the 190-meter, 190 190-meter, 190 uh rule where you're allowed, I think, if you're that over that height, you're allowed an 85-centimeter difference between your bottom bracket, the vertical bottom bracket height to your extensions. I don't even know. Some rule that gives you that allows you to do something with your extensions, which Ghana has, Art has, uh, etc. You spoke about that uh, rule about 190 centimeters. Let me quickly explain it because your previous explanation was absolute dog shit. <laughs> People, uh, riders who are under 190 centimeters cannot use longer extensions, the thing they put their hands on at the front of their bike in time trials. And uh, riders who are 190 centimeters can start using a longer one that can improve the arrow in a time trial and also the comfort probably for longer riders as well. Uh, the question there is, obviously, 189 centimeters, you're fucked because you're like one centimeter Steve behind the rule. He's 188. Problem is, it's arbitrary. There's a draw line at 190. It doesn't scale. So if you're 189 like Nealens, the Latvian, you're screwed. If, if you're Volscheid or Norsgaard, who actually liked my tweet on this, uh, who are like two meters tall, it doesn't scale, it doesn't help you too much. The sweet spot's 190 to 192, it seems. So how they're measuring it, the regularity and accuracy of their measurements, I don't know, that's a question for Michael Rogers, the UCI technical expert who I believe was hiring recently. Maybe they need someone else with the iPad to scan uh, bottom brackets. I think that's what, I think actually that's literally what the, one of the jobs is. Um, you think they scan rider height? <laughs> mate this rider height thing i reckon it's a real it's a real angle <laughs> I don't how many how many percentage of the riders in the peloton fake their height for this time trial rule well i mean they probably i think you have to get measured to get on the list but the question is like how seriously is, is the commissaire taking the measure yeah. is that uh, why wout Fenard has like pointy hair <laughs> I, know, I got some good volume and so do you so we can, i don't think i can get from my height your well, i'm think, 192 already so and there's some there's some riders who are 190 who are GC riders who I won't name who the teams haven't even invested in getting them these the better extensions because they're not organised. Um, so yeah, it's it's a bit of a mess and it's a bit of an unfair rule I think on guys who are just under that 190. It makes it makes it tough for them when the guys who are really short like Remco and Bernal they seem to be able to Remco is certainly managing his arrow his arrow fine. Uh, but yeah, that's we're getting straying into the, the realm of beyond my technical expertise. On to 
which we don't need to go very far to get there. Who are <laughs> the top five time trial riders in the world? I'm going with Wout the best time trialist in the world. I think he, okay, this year, time trial-wise, he didn't win. Obviously, he came second in Worlds. Olympics kind of bombed a little bit, but he had the road race before. He won the Tour de France Stage 20 ITT. He won that short Torreno ITT. I think if you just give a bit of climbing in that World Champs course, he wins. If they run a one-by, he probably probably wins as well. For uh, for people like myself who are not equipment geniuses, what is a one by? Oh, he had a he ran a double chain chain ring, so he had a an inside and outside chain ring and a one by chain ring where you just yeah. have one chain ring on the front is like Dowsett said two and a half watts quicker, which he lost by six seconds across a how long was that TT like fifty minutes forty forty seven minutes that's uh that's enough that's six seconds right there so maybe Ganna had a better setup probably did. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, I think well for not overall. And last year I regret not – we got roasted or I got roasted for even posing the question, for even putting up this podcast. Everyone's like, Ghana, 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 Ghana. And then, like, he is beatable. He's not unbeatable in every World Tour TT. And I think the ones he targets, like, let's be honest, that TT in the last stage of the Giro, Benji, wasn't that good, really. Like – I know he had the mechanical, but let's say... Cavania doesn't crash. Yeah, exactly. Say that's a wash. Say they both lost 12, 15 seconds. Well, then he beat Cavania by 15 seconds in a 34-minute 30, TT, pancake flat. Is that a great performance? I mean, you look at Wafanart, Tour de France, well, that last TT beat Asgren by 21 seconds uh, with a few rises. Maybe that's not that great either. I don't know. But I've got Wafanart just for versatility. What do you think? I find that a very good choice. I completely understand where you're coming from in the fact that he's very versatile. When you have a mountain time trial, he's going to be there. Ghana won't be there. When you look at a flat time trial, he's competitive versus Ghana. Like you just mentioned, when you've got a hilly time trial, you've got him most of the time on paper beating Ghana, I would dare to say. But then you've got days like the Olympics where it kind of was surprising that he didn't. But it was also because of the road race, most likely, that happened four days before it. And he went all out there on Mikunipa. So on that regard, I completely understand where you're coming from. I'm going to say that I still believe Ghana is the best time trialist in the world. And the reason for that is that I believe in 2021, he's very much focused on the track aspect of things during the Olympics and so forth. And I think as a consequence, he might have indeed had Giro as a high focus, but I still believe that the Olympics track part was his biggest focus of the season or one of his biggest focus of the season, taking away from his potential abilities to dominate the road season as much. And considering this question is, who is the best time trialist? I believe that if he would have focused on road completely, he might have been uh, obliterating left and right throughout the season. And he was still able to win the uh, World Championships ITT. Yes, it was much closer than uh, I was personally expecting. I was expecting it to be like 10 plus seconds uh, towards Wout van Aert. But all in all, I um, I just think that Ganon flat time trials is the strongest the majority of the time. When it comes to hilly time trials, Wout van Aert potentially be the most uh, reliable one but the olympics one is what takes it away from me and what gives it to ghana because that performance from ghana there being fifth on that terrain is not a bad time trial that's a great time trial for ghana on that terrain and 
I think in general, that's why I put Ghana just above Fanat. But it's like, for me, it's like a millimeter advantage. It's like the difference that Pitcock won Amstel Gold Race with. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. You know, if one is preparing for that race specifically or the other even had a bad night's sleep, like we saw at World Champs, like it's it's so close between those two, even on a pancake flat course. I just give the versatility, give Tavana a little bit of an edge. Uh, third, I have Roglic. Fourth, I have Avonapol. Fifth, I have Stefan Kung. Okay, I've got a completely different order past, uh, well, technically not that different, but I've got Roglic and Fad, same story. If I look at Primoz's season, yes, we spoke about Tokyo already. We thought we spoke about Velta and so forth, but in general, the only bad time Trolley did was basically the, uh, the Paris-Nice one. And was it really that bad? He was able to bring himself in second position and, uh, well, end up not winning that race because he crashed on the last day, but <laughs> positioning himself well to win that race if it didn't crash. And for the rest of the of the season, really, that Vuelta time trial was really good, let's be honest about it. Sure, Magnus Court Nilsson comes close there, but he also, Roglic also doesn't have to go all out in a time trial like that because he wants to survive the final time trial of this Vuelta. And therefore, I think that he might have been a slight bit more uh, safely riding that day than in his Olympic CITT, for he nearly example. He went onto the highway. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't looking. He nearly went onto the highway. I mean, Very attentive. <laughs> what's what's Roglic got? He's got eight World Tour time trial wins in, yeah. in 2019, 2020, 2021, in, and one Olympics gold. I think he's got to be in the top five somewhere. I think, yeah, I just, I just think he's not shown in the tour in the last couple of years, yeah. but that's... This year, maybe, I mean, like it might have been his fault for crashing, but his time trial performance, you can give him the pass on not winning that time trial given how banged yeah. up he was. I, I even Apollo, I've got a little bit of a expectation in there, Benji. Uh, okay. like I, I think even Apollo in stage races will be good in TTs next year. And then Kung, I know one European champs, but he's, he didn't, what did he win this year? He won Tour de Swiss TT, Valencia, European champs. Swiss, yeah, New Europeans and Chrono Nations. I just don't think so. The one world tour win was I've got him above Evenepoel. Really, Evenepoel is not in my top seven. Not in your top seven. <laughs> yes, indeed. I've got King in fourth. I've got Third Dennis. World. I've got Dennis in fifth. Wait, 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 wait. I've got Dennis in fifth. And um, the reason that I've got Dennis in fifth, let me take a look at his season again and hope that I don't. It's nothing fucking good there, mate. Oh, come on. Catalonia. <laughs> nah, he won the he Catalonia won. time trial. He won the Roman the time trial, man. Okay, his, his season was fucking terrible. Okay. <laughs> Let me, uh, no, he won the Roman D prologue. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Okay. Uh, I'm going to remove Dennis from my fifth spot and put Dumoulin there instead. Now, hold that thought. Dennis now is on the Cervello. Is that. Yeah. F- uh, if you say I'm factoring in the, the Yumbo Visma Cervello. Where is Arrow Base layer? <laughs> well, I don't know. Ineos maybe didn't have the aerobase layers this year, or maybe Ghana gobbled all of them up. But do you expect Dennis <laughs> to go faster next year on Yumbo? I do. Uh, I kind of do as well, but I'm not as much of an equipment expert as you are, of course. I'm not an expert. I just sort of guess. <laughs> <laughs> is that what this plot is? <laughs> no, I just look at it. I'm like, okay, Van Emden, Foss, Affini, Vingegaard, Roglic, Dumoulin. They got a lot of guys going pretty fast yeah. on the TT bike and a lot going faster than last year. Ineos, not so much. Yeah, I've got 
actually Osgrain ahead of Evenepoel as well. Nah, come the fuck on. Man. Yeah, 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 mate. You look at look at the season. Come on, Let, let's look at Kasper Osgrain's season. He's got first in the Algarve time trial. Yeah, that one doesn't really matter. But he beat the Volta Portugal legend Rafael Reis. <laughs> He's he actually got, pretty good time trials. Yeah, right? exactly. He got third in that crazy Lutsenko time trial in Critem du Dauphiné, which is someone so which which was a, a stage that everybody completely miss misspaced. And Osgain was able to still push through because he was able to have that endurance, even though it feels like he still misspaced that jump trial. And then we look at the Tour de France. He's getting second in that last time trial. That's a really good performance in my eyes. And if you look even further, seventh in the Olympic Games, ITT, that is better than Evenepoel. And then we'll look at the World Championships, two seconds behind Evenepoel, fourth. Uh, I've got Asgren just ahead of Evenepoel. Okay, so he's 75 kilos and World Champs, he got beaten by, you know, oh, a guy who's Christ. 60 <laughs> kilos. In the Tour de France TT, he was seven seconds ahead of someone who should have been in a, an, you know, a Burns victim hospital and six seconds behind a guy who literally has never seen a Canyon TT bike before and <laughs> got given a, a helmet that probably didn't fit his head. So I'm not, not rating that too much. Algarve ahead okay. of Rice, yeah, that's obviously lethal. Dauphiné three <laughs> seconds three seconds ahead of – no, yeah, three seconds ahead of Kelderman. Congrats, I guess. Um, no, not, I'm not accepting it. Sorry, but can we take a look at Remco's season a bit at the start of the season? Sure, he did uh, obviously have his injury, so the first part of the season doesn't really matter when it comes to rating his uh, TT capabilities at the end of the season, but he lost the Belgian champs against Lampard, and he got Lampard's beaten by Rune Herhots multiple times this season. Hey, Rune Herhots is actually... Okay, Chrono Donations, <laughs> that's not a real race. <laughs> No, it's not a real race. Not a real race. <laughs> Last time it was important. <laughs> Last time it was. Now it's not. <laughs> European champs are not important. World champs is important. <laughs> where else? Where else can I cherry pick some results? <laughs> Benelux to eighteenth. Fucking hell, that is bad. <laughs> I think he was sick. He said he was sick. I'm, I'm still. <laughs> and you believe him? <laughs> uh, he, I think he was just. Alpers and Phoenix living rent free after they bullied him in the first stage, um, so he just couldn't do it. But I, I, I'm sticking by it. I, I, I went away from my gut last year, and I regretted it, and I'm sticking with my gut. <laughs> well, for not Ganna, Roglic, Avonapol, Stefan Kuhn, Dumoulin, honorable mention. Okay, I had Ganna, Fanard, Roglic, Kuhn, and Dumoulin. Dumoulin. Dennis, I believe, can crack into the top three again next year if he if he's locked in. If he if they on that Cervelo that that setup with the Umber Visma, I think Dennis because he's he's lighter than Van Aert and uh, and Ganna, I believe he can get back there. Uh, Roglic TDF will win a stage at uh, the TT stage. We haven't mentioned Bissiger yet. I'd like to add a new question: most improved. I'm giving it to Bissiger. Agree or not? He certainly broke through this year. But I've got a few that I would put in that list. Bissiger is definitely one of them. Sobrero. Uh, a rider that I saw with an insanely good time trial performance this year for what I thought he was capable of is Ethan Hater at the World Champs ITD. Ethan, that race, is outstanding. And I think that he's going to be even better next year in uh, this aspect because he's going to do it in more important races. Because right now he focused on 2HG races and so forth. 
Andalusia and some other races on that level. And in all honesty, he's going to enter World Tour races next season and he's going to start showing that he can do this against the top-level riders. And if he can get eight at the World Championships IDT, while I'm guessing that it's not his main goal of the season, most likely. So I would expect that if he focuses on a one-week race somewhere, that he can win it. And I think he... I'm completely guessing. I reckon he's probably better at like a 15 to 20-minute TT as well than the, the long ones. I think Pidcock at that Giro TT, I mean, yeah, the yeah. Welter one this year, I think he said he got 23, to... 23, right, Giro? Or- yeah, he was good then. But the Welter this year, he got to the start of the, the climb on the prologue and started pushing on, on the pedals and then he's like, holy fuck, I can't do it. And uh, coasted in. Still beat Lander, I think. Uh, without trying, <laughs> seriously. Even though he's like, yeah, I stopped trying after about halfway up the climb. Well, but, is um, that really an indicator that you're good? <laughs> I, I, yeah, but I'm just saying I wouldn't put too much stock in his welter prologue. I think Peacock's going to be focusing on the TT because Malia Rosa after stage one, if you get it or if you're close, you then need to back it up with the TT and Almeida's got both. He's got the punch and he's got the TT for stage two as well as uh, – do you think that Movistar's time trials will improve significantly with the signing of Velasco as engineer? It depends, right? Because you see the signing and you think, okay, well, that's great news. Someone's mm-hmm. brought him in. The question is... Was it him that improved it? <laughs> well, are we over- over-crediting him for Astana? Mm-hmm. Was it just Willier and their suppliers gave them better equipment off their own back? We don't know. Sec- uh, third question, who hired him at Movistar and does... Does that person or he, will he actually have the power to change things? Now, I'm sure the modeling will be different. Like they hired Villa and then Villa started to get more and more and more power yep. and then there seems to be a power shake up there. Even so, when he goes to a supplier and says, Abus, your helmet is so slow, so slow, will they change it? Like, I don't know. So there's a lot of, no, I don't think we can guarantee that they'll be out flying because I think Master's a good time trialist. Look at him quick step, then went to Movistar, big drop off. Didn't he win a one week, uh, lose a one week race because of a puncture in the last section? Or I vaguely remember that this season. Wasn't it like uh, at the start of the season, Valenciano or something? The one where Lafay won a stage or something, or he got close? Uh, in, the, in the TT, you're saying? Yeah, he could have still won it. I don't remember, but I think yeah. Valenciano, he lost because of the puncture in the time trial. He must have had a puncture because he. He came 15th behind loads of guys he should be beating on like a 50k an hour average TT. So uh, Basque Country's TT was horrendous in that prologue. Catalonia was average. So his TT generally, Dauphiné was poor. Uh, Tour de France was poor. Both TTs, Welter last TT was good. That should improve. Hopefully I'm blaming the equipment. I think Master's got a bit more TT ability in him. But yeah, I don't know, Benji. I don't. I don't know what, how much Velasco will, will change. It's a good move, I guess, for them if if he does get a bit of power. But sorry, I've forgotten what the question was. Most improved. Yeah, I think Biscay. <laughs> we completely went off the rails with that one. <laughs> Last one. Who will be the most successful time trial rider in twenty twenty two? Whew, that is a very good question. And Let, let's, let's take a step back. Let's provide context. Because the Grand Tours are, are very important. Mm-hmm. Giro has a punchy opening stage, like a, a, a uphill finish, and the second 
stage is a nine kilometer time trial with a 1.4 kilometer four percent finish kind of like the not so steep version of Basque Country stage one Tour de France opens with a time trial Benji yes it opens with a time trial yeah. in Denmark a, a technical short time trial so those First of all, do you expect Ghana to go to the Tour de France given that the yellow jersey's on offer? He's already taken the Malheur this think year. Yes. You think yes? I think this is the year that he switches from Giro to uh, Tour de France. I believe that would be the wisest idea. The first time trial that is shown in the Giro is not a completely flat one. The one in uh, in the Tour is a completely flat one. And yeah, I simply think he's uh, taking yellow. Okay, I agree. I think because... From where I'm standing right now, Ineos can't be putting all their eggs in the GC basket. And I think Ghana going for the first stage is a very easy way to get a, a pick-me-up with, you know, given that this year third no stage wins and no stage top, I think no stage top threes until the third week. I think they like didn't come top six in any stage until like the third week of Caracas. Maybe I'm remembering wrong. So I think that's an easy one for them. What about Van Aert though? Because I think Van Aert Giro... Oh, that's what I would do. I'd, I'd go Van Aert, Giro. <laughs> he wears Malia Rosa for 21 oh, days straight. I, I'm not sure I see that happening. I don't see them sending Van Aert to the, to the Giro because Van Aert is, has pretty much shouted green jersey for half uh, this year already that he wants to do that next season. I still don't know how they're going to do it, how they're going to combine it, but um, I would be really surprised if they sent for not yeah, to the to the Giro. Dumoulin to the Giro to get away to be as false. Um that's what I'm expecting for that team personally. While a Vingago and a uh, and a Roglic and a Vanad will be in the Tour de France most likely. But um also why would they send Gena to the to the Giro if you know that Pitcock is gonna win the first two stages anyway? Exactly. I mean it's just you gotta distribute your resources. Hater as well could win that stage two Giro TT as possibly as well. Stage you know, one num- as well, to be honest. Number of guys. Uh yeah, that's that's a that's one for the <laughs> another pod. Uh once we'll do a Giro full route reveal. I, I sorry, I just want to say Vingegaard, yeah. I apologize to Danish fans. Wasn't meaning disrespect. I oh, actually all disrespect intended to Asgren for Benji's pick, but Jonas should have been mentioned in the most improved. That's outrageous. I didn't mention him. He's up there. In yeah, most- certainly. Yeah. Tobias Foss when it comes to time trials as well. Um, I feel like Afini's back in business as well when it comes yeah. to uh, this season was was not good last season, if I recall correctly. I could be completely wrong here, but I'm doing this from the top of my mind. I actually had Vingegaard, uh, Vingegaard's tab open, but I forgot to open it. So, uh, my bad as well, Danish fans. He was definitely a strong rider, and I would definitely put him in my top 10 time trial list this year as well, because we're talking about fighting that final time trial that that uh, LR doesn't give a f- crap about in the Tour de France, fighting the first time trial that LR doesn't give a crap about in the Tour de France. We've got fighting the Itzulia Basque Country time trial that LR doesn't give a crap about. <laughs> 13 in UAE, he's going to highlight that as the most important time trial in the world to make it's sure that Vingo is not high. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, I've gotten away from the question. I'm going with Wout van Aert, most successful. I think he wins world champs if Wollongong has a, is a bit of a rolly course. Uh, I think, yeah. But the problem is he'll also be – and then obviously he should just lead out in the middle of the year and should ride his domestique in the road race. But, yeah, I think he'll be the most successful time trialist next year, Van Aert. Uh, but it'll be close between him, Roglic, and Ghana. So, I'm not offended if anyone picks those guys. And maybe Dennis is the dark I'm horse. I'm going to pick Ghana. Yeah? 
might as well be a bit more controversial here than just selecting the same rider. And <laughs> next to that, getting yellow in the Tour de France, which Ghana is undoubtedly, inevitably doing, is what will um will be important. And Wollongong, yes, um, certainly it seems like it's going to be slightly hilly because it's pretty hilly terrain according to everybody that roasted me two weeks ago on Twitter when I said, oh, perhaps they'll put in a flat parkour around Wollongong. And then I looked at the map and there's all hills around the bloody place. <laughs> if they make it a stage for Van Aert, Alaphilippe, I'm just, I'm not going back. I am not going back to Australia to attend world champs if there's over 2,000 meters climbing on that course. Okay, we've got the chance to... Home the race or the time trial? Both. I mean, 2,000 meters climbing the TT, Jesus. They're <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> doing, doing reps of the hill. Um, this needs to be home-cooked, a road race for Caleb. But, yeah, I think... I, I just hope Van Aert, Van Aert Ganner and Kung and Avon Apollo, and Avon, that Tour de France TT is going to be huge for, for the yellow jersey. But about Wollongong, what time trial does there need to be for an Australian to have a chance at winning? I don't know. Probably I I want a seven kilometer eight percent hill <laughs> climb for Richie, or a three kilometer seven percent climb in South Australia, starting in McLaren Vale, and it's called Wollonga Hill. But yeah, so have you got a top five, Benji, or you think Ganna and it? But it could be Van Aert, could be Roglic. What about Pog? Are we disrespecting Pog, not mentioning him because he just doesn't have the consistency throughout the year. Yeah, it definitely doesn't have that. And we're not mentioning him for the top five. I I would have put him just in or just outside of my uh, top 10 there. Okay. Anyway, that was our Bet Time Trial Awards show. We hope you enjoyed it. Let us know who's coming through that you think will have a big improvement next year. Which GC riders or riders focused on one-week GCs will really step it up? We saw the last of improve his TT this year, but the climbing took a step back. Is Ethan Hayter? He's certainly one who could immediately be going into uh, be a very, very strong time trial. Keen to see Pidcock as well, and I feel like I don't know, maybe we're missing someone. But Jonas, hopefully, he can repeat his performance because Jonas climbing, Jonas TT is sort of his TT is a bedrock to it, just like Roglic. But yeah, let us know. Maybe Kung, maybe Stefan Kung will keep incrementally improving. He's twenty-seven as well. Like he. He could be there as well. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Stay tuned for the women's recap on Thursday, or award show rather, and we'll see you then. Ciao. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 